This is our sixth session on Ephesians 5, 22 to 24. And uh, as I said last time, we want to focus on the meaning of Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Because this as here indicates that's the model with which uh, the husband is to be the head of the wife. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. But as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So the question now is, can we get a clear sense of what this headship of Christ over the church is. Father, I ask, since you positioned Christ as head of the church, you have infinite knowledge of what this means, both for him and for us, and I ask for illumination by the Spirit as we look at the texts which shed light on this. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I'm going to do is start way outside the context and move toward the context. So these first pointers to the meaning of head don't have the same authority as the last uh, text that I'll refer to, but I want to show you how the word uh, is used in Paul's time, and then go to the Old Testament, and then go to Ephesians. So let's start with Philo. Philo of Alexandria lived uh, at the same time that Paul was writing. And this is one of the things he said in a book called Special Laws. Just as nature conferred the sovereignty of the body on the head, when she granted, when that is, when nature granted it, also possession of the citadel as the most suitable for its kingly rank, conducted it thither to take command and establish it on high with the whole framework from neck to foot set below it, like the pedestal under the statue, so she has given the lordship of the senses to the eyes. So all of that, not because it's true, but because it's simply an illustration of the way the word head was being used by some in Paul's day, a pointer. Now let's go to the Old Testament. Judges 10.18 The people, the leaders of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man who will begin to fight against the Ammonites? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. That pretty clearly means military leader or a state leader. Here's what happens a chapter later in Judges. So Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and leader over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord at Mizpah. So there, the leader idea is made explicit in head. Here's an example from the Psalms. Psalm 1843, you delivered me from the strife 
with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. So to be head of the nations means that the nations serve him as their leader. Now let's go to the texts that are most compelling. That is, they have the most authority because they're the most, uh, they're the closest to the text we're dealing with. And they're by the same author. They're in the same book, Ephesians 4 and then chapter 1. Two examples of the use of head in Ephesians. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head. So grow up into the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes, from whom the whole body makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. That's a long, complex sentence, but if you look at it carefully, the head is that from whom the body makes the body grow. So that this is, this is pictured of as the head supplying the body with what it needs to live and grow. All right, so head as a supplier. Maybe because the mouth is in the head and that's where food goes goes in. The eyes are in the head, light goes in. The ears are in the head, the sound goes in to supply what the body needs for, for growth. Here's a confirmation of that from Colossians. Hold fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with the growth that is from God. So the head is the supplier of what the body needs to, to grow. And if it doesn't grow, it dies. And so life flows from the head. Now, Ephesians 1. God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age, but in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet, gave him as head over all things to the church. So God, having made Christ ruler or above all rule, above all authority, and put all things under his feet, in that capacity he gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So it appears from this that headship involves uh, authority, rule, um, supremacy, and then here's that confirmed over in Colossians as well. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. So he was made head of the body that he might be in all things preeminent. Now, when we come back here and we see that husbands are the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. 
we can try to define what head of the church means. So I'm going to take all that we just saw and put it in a sentence, and you have to judge now whether you think this sentence is a fair summary of what we just saw. And if not, you come up with a better summary. Christ's headship over the church, we're not talking about husband and wife right now, because that's going to be different, because the word as doesn't refer to everything in the headship of Christ. We'll see that next time. Christ's headship over the church refers to his authority to guide her, basing that on chapter 1, 20 to 23, and his fullness to supply all she needs for life and growth, basing that on chapter 4, verse 15, including the protection. So I'm arguing that this supply here includes the protection of her from all that would destroy her. Now, the reason I draw attention to that is because right here in verse 23, which is what we're trying to explain, he adds this, and is himself its Savior. So Christ is the head of the church, his body, and then as if to draw out an implication of what the head does in its authority and its supply, it saves. In other words, this authority here and this all-supplying head makes him a savior, not a, an abuser. You want to draw out the implications for husband and wife. Paul seemed to want to say, may I put a point on it for you? Yes, head. And I've referred in 415 and 120 to 23 what head involves in authority and supply. And I'm going to draw out the implication for you now. That means as head, he is himself the savior of the body. So all this authority and all this supply is a protecting. It protects her from destruction, from hell, from death, from the devil. That's what Savior means for the church. Now, next time we get into this word as, all right? If all of that is the implication of Christ's headship over the church, how does the husband's headship respond as a a leadership, a supply, a protection built on that model? What's contained in this as?